and welcome to the Men Up Podcast. I'm Christian Shabu. Lamar Wamba, what up, y'all? And we have a very special guest with us. Uh, I guess that last time you heard him was in season two. So it's been a minute since we had this guest on the podcast. So excited to have music artist, creative consultant, just all around incredible dreamer, JP Reynolds, y'all. Give it up for JP, everybody. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? And it's been a minute. Season two, we had you on. It was early in the pandemic. And now we are several years later. So we'd love to just start with like, some of the updates, like what's been going on in life in, in your creative pursuits? Like what's been going on these last couple of years? Man, shout out to y'all for having all these seasons. It's It's been a it's been a journey, it's been a ride for sure. It's wild to think that that was so long ago, the last time I was on the podcast. So thanks for having me back on. Last couple of years have been abundant. Mm. I'll call it, I'll call it that. At the time we spoke last time, I was kind of, benched in the music space because the pandemic obviously shut down a lot of shows music opportunities those types of things i've kind of restarted found a new life with that so i've been touring with my band again we have a live project that we're releasing in 2023 i, I love being back on stage again it feels <clears throat> like i survived something <laughs> because there was a long period of time where i wasn't doing music seriously um so be back on the horse feels tremendous. A lot of support coming from the community that's been building with me. On a personal note, you know, I got a kid now. Hey, so wow. that changes things. It's been great. It's been challenging, but it's been great. Beautiful season of abundance. You mentioned, you know, getting back out there with your band. What has that been like? You know, I think there, there's been a fair amount of conversation as we've come out of this pandemic as audiences crowds have come into these spaces of like you know how do we navigate that with one another but there's not as much conversation i think from an artist perspective of, of what has that been like to get back in to these performance venues in front of audiences you know like good and bad like what has that been like can i add to that what yeah. boundaries have you put up created for yourself inside of those being back in on well, the first point it's just a lot of gratitude for me because I had pivoted, you know, I had pivoted. I, I had tried to figure out what else I was going to be spending my time doing where I felt like my spiritual calling was maybe orienting towards at the time. Obviously also like how to make money, like, you know, all of these different things became questions to me that are, were necessary and, you know, part of the journey. Um, but I, it, I'm just grateful to be back on stage. I'm grateful to be able to do it. I'm grateful to be able to have opportunities to do it, to get paid to do it, to build and continue building. Because at one point, I didn't know if I was going to be able to keep building. In terms of boundaries, a lot of boundaries for me are kind of in alignment with the boundaries I've set for, or because of because of my my kid and how I'm how I've been choosing to parent, and how I've been partnered with my with my partner. How how we've choose how we've chosen to go about this journey. So, you know, time things are different, you know. Um before the pandemic, before the kid, it was kind of like, oh, there's a show, I'm there. Like what we doing? I'm I pull up, I'm staying out forever, like whatever it is what all this the answer is yes, green light on everything. Now it's yellow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's different questions I'm asking, you know, like and I'm in a position to be able to ask these questions, thankfully, right? Like this, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing, maybe even a privilege to be able to choose 
what to say yes to, um, you know, what opportunities to say yes to. Someone that comes down to time, you know, like how much time away from my house or my kid I'm going to have to spend right now. And that'll, that'll shift as he gets older, I think. But, um, you know, that's part of it is time. Part of it is money. Like, is, it, is this going to bring income to, to my house, to my life? Or is this an opportunity that has like uh, that has the ability to like grow me, to grow me as a human, to grow my art, my art form, to grow my audience, to grow the experience of my bands. Um, so those are those are boundaries that I feel like I said I just ask different questions, and for me, boundaries are tied to what decisions I'm making. Like, what am I deciding to do? What am I deciding not to do? What am I deciding to get my energy towards? What am I deciding to say that can wait or I'll pass on that? And then having the language to express it or communicate it is also very important to me too. Like knowing how to say no, not only knowing how to say no, but knowing how to say no graciously and knowing how to say no with the door, maybe still open, right? Because I'm not like burning any bridges. I'm not being rude to people. It's just a matter of like, not right now. Doesn't fit. Maybe later. Can we try this? Like, there's other, there's other, there's other things to do here. Have you reached the point yet where you're using your kid as a boundary? <laughs> you're so on <laughs> this whole season. This is, this is your new Are you there boundaries. yet? Don't lie. You just need to know that in last week's episode, we gave each one of us our top five for like ways to set boundaries during the holiday season. And mm-hmm. one of ours final boundaries was use your kid as an excuse for things you won't get out of. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's true. It's also I don't even know if it's an excuse. It's all it's always true. Kid right. can always be a reason for not doing a thing. Always, which mm-hmm. is why the boundary thing is such an interesting question. Because I could like I could easily shut it all down because the kid could require and often requires all of my attention. Yep. Like I could like all day every day I could be doing something for this kid. Right. right? Leg- like legit. So that's also like a that's almost a boundary for a boundary around my professional and personal life, right? It's like, no, I still need to do these things. So in order for me to still do these things, I have to create a boundary around maybe even my parenting style. I'm a I'm a fan of I'm you know, I'm a proponent of using the kid as a as a boundary. It's protective. You know, boundaries can be protective. My man. JP is somebody who is creating art and is newly a parent, right? You've had a very successful Kickstarter campaign. You're, you're soon gonna have a brand new album out. So I'm interested to build on this idea of, you know, setting boundaries both in your personal life, your professional life, your creative pursuits. How have you been navigating that as a, as a new parent while also creating a whole new album? Like what, what does that look like tangibly to set the boundaries for, I'm gonna focus on this thing now, I'm gonna focus on this thing now. I've been grateful to have a very gracious kid. Mm. so um i can't really state that enough you know what i'm saying like parenthood is not easy it is not a thing that is i think should be interested too lightly if if, if anybody can help it but I, I think you know we got blessed with a really gracious kid who seems to kind of understand that like mom and dad is still working like we still hustling right. And he kind of like, I feel like he understands. I feel like he gets it. I feel like he honors it. I would say that. Like, I think um, he kind of like, like make it, allows us to make space for it. Um, so that's one thing. I think, again, time, right? Like, I've had to let go of concepts of time that used to bound me. With this project that, that's going to come out in 2023, <clears throat> 
we've been working on this for years. We've been working on this on this since. Well, I mean, and this this is a this is a project that is a collection of seven songs that we've been performing over the last seven years. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a well seasoned project. Um, but in the in the formation of the the recording of this project, I've had to let go of some sense of internal pressure, right? Like I've had to have some internal pressure because I'm independent. There's nobody kind of breathing down my neck or calling upon me to to be the to meet a deadline. But I've let go of certain pressures to like get it out at a certain point in time or rush. Like the timeline has shifted, right? So, um, but that also gives some direction where I'm just like, well, listen, we're we're gonna just keep on working. We're gonna just bite, you know. Like my wife always has a saying that her mom taught her, which is like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So I'm just kind of like, all right, one bite at a time. Let's just kind of like go through the process, let it take its time, let it run its course, like be in flow with it there's certain boundaries around time that i've set up so and this is in partnership with with my wife right so we're both working artists which means that we have flexible volatile sometimes really inconsistent and unreliable schedules right so what we've had to do is create our own systems of security reliability around time so, you know, we've had a, a primary parent schedule that I've, I've taught. I've, no, I've talked to Lamar about this before, but basically it's like, you know, three days of the week, I'm primary parent, which means that if baby cries, I'm getting first. I'm handling food for the day. I'm changing all the diapers. I'm giving all the milk. I'm doing all the stuff primarily. Um, doesn't mean I can't work, but my primary concern that day is, is the baby, right? Then another three days of the week, she's primary parent. Um, so we switch kind of roles. So on those days that she's primary parent, I can primarily do work. Like, so those times are like bounded in a certain way. So if, and that's about word and communication. It's like, no, we gave word and that's, we have to communicate. So if something comes up that's different, that's a wrinkle in the schedule, we have to communicate. It has to go in the calendar. We have to communicate it because if we don't, then that kind of falters the system a little bit. And it's like, okay, the expectation was this. Now the reality is something different. We got to, now we got to address that. My wife is in a play right now. During her rehearsal schedule, everything shifted. Everything shifted. So my boundaries became different. It became, okay, I'm primary parent most days of the week. The kind of we kind of had to shift everything. But when it when it came to that period of time, the time in the day that I allotted to my workspace, emails, creating, listening, reading, all of that stuff, I took that super serious. It's like, nah, from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., this is bounded brackets. I developed the idea that. Just because I'm free, it doesn't mean I'm available. Mm. Can you say more to that? So, like, there's hours in the day when I am actively taking care of my kid, right? Like, I'm literally holding the kid. I'm literally cooking for the kid. I'm facilitating a meal for the kid. I'm putting, you know, like, actively doing the thing, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain times of the day I'm actively creating, right? I am actually putting my hands on a graphic design program, actively like writing lyrics to a song, I'm actively listening to music, right? Like that is a that is a thing that actively happens. Then there are times of the day where I'm not doing nothing, where if a person were to come in my crib and look at me, they would say, he's free, right? Mm. Right? He is watching a TV show. He is looking at Instagram. He is reading an article, right? Like he's free. 
by all intents and he's, he's on the phone with a friend, and they're not talking about anything, anything. They're talking about current events and laughing really loud, right? Like, he's free, but I'm not available, right? So, like, because those are, those are moments that I'm not working, we're not actively doing a thing, it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, I can do this deck for you now. Mm-hmm. No, I can't do this deck for you now. This is not time I've allotted to building this website for you. This is time that I've allotted to not be doing anything. I realized as we were talking about our top 10 lists when we recorded the last episode, saying like, oh, me doing nothing is actually playing time to, for me to do nothing. Even though I didn't plan it, is needed and is necessary for recharging, mm-hmm. rejuvenation, for relaxing, to let your body relax, to de-stress. Like it's it's all uh, necessary there. So that's that's interesting. I like that. You've talked about boundaries between you and work, uh, you and the child. And I'm actually interested as having a one-year-old, uh, how you and your partner have made time for each other inside mm-hmm. of you both being creatives, which is like, I'm sure very hectic. And also not having a one-year-old, have you got to the point yet where you're like having to create a boundary between like work and kid to find time for yourselves? That's an ongoing thing. I've heard a lot and I've gotten a lot of advice about date nights and it's like, you got to go on date nights and all of that. I'm going to keep it a buck. Traditionally speaking, like we can't, like that's just not a thing we can do, right? It's like, it's not, like for us, the way our lives are shut up, oh. <laughs> it's just like, we're not about to go to no movie. Like it's just not, we just, <laughs> it's, not, it's not for us, right? Right. But I will say, we have imagined ways for us to do date night or we've we've had to reimagine the way time operates for our schedules for us to like have those moments where we're in a capsule um and there's two things one is food right so like literally any meal we can share even if the kid is there we're like let's act like he's not here now we just let's, let's <laughs> right? i like that this is a day good luck with that until he starts talking for real and <laughs> none of y'all gonna be able to get a word in because he's gonna be in her face or in your face He's not talking like English now, but there's sometimes where like if we're having a conversation, he'll just start screaming because he's right. like he thinks he's in the convo. Right, right. He's like, bro, we are having a convo. Right. He's like, no, we're talking about. Right. He didn't understand that it was date night. Yeah, he did understand. <laughs> Maybe if y'all just tell him. Maybe if y'all tell him beforehand. <laughs> hey, we are going to ignore you for the next thirty-five minutes <laughs> because this is date night. You're just gonna be here, but we ain't gonna talk oh, to you. We're looking your direction. Oh man, um, that's funny. But no, I mean, in all seriousness, like. If we can if we can find time to share a meal, whether it's during his nap, whether it's after he's down, um, those are those are like sacred to us. And then also like our shows, right? Like our we'll, we usually have a show we watch together. Mm-hmm. Where we're like, all right, we can both kind of like do this thing. We'll pause it a zillion. We pause shows so many times during the show because we'll pause it to make a comment. We'll pause it. To talk about something that happened last week that reminded that we were reminded of in the moment of the show, we'll pause it because it's like, yo, you know, who texted me the other day? Like just random stuff. Mm, but it's that's a my kind of relationship. I love that, Bruh, It gets crazy because it's like we're not even really watching the show. This is not even this is like what's what's even happening in the show anymore, right? I got one more question for you, JP. Actually, for for yes. both of y'all, uh, and then we can wrap up here. You know, I was reflecting on why I was so interested in focusing on boundaries in this season. And one of the reasons I gave to to our team as we were preparing was that, you know, it it seems like the idea of boundaries of setting, maintaining, honoring boundaries with one another 
seems more in the lexicon, more in the zeitgeist over the last several years. Uh, but then also, as I was reflecting on like personal reasons, I, I was acknowledging that in my own life, romantic relationships particularly, I feel like uh, there is a lot of room for growth around what happens when a boundary is broken or stepped mm. beyond. What does mm-hmm. repair look like? I'd love to talk to y'all as, as as two people that I admire just generally, but also that you know throughout this episode here, I, th- I think we can get a sense that uh, y'all are certainly putting in work in your relationships and and are moving in a flow of surviving and thriving in those relationships in those boundaries. Like, what do y'all do when a boundary has been stepped beyond or has been broken? What what does repair actually look like? It's <sighs> a great question. I think the first thing I do, which may be the most important part, is evaluate the stakes of how that boundary was broken. Because that allows me then to determine how much energy I want to put into the reparation, which I think is incredibly important, right? So I feel like boundaries get crossed all the time, like all the time. That's kind of a part of like interpersonal relationships. If a boundary is broken with my my wife, my partner, my life partner, the stakes are pretty high. I live with this person. I care a lot. We've built a life together. We're continuing to build a life together. I'm invested in what she's creating, what she's doing, how she's living. And vice versa, it's reciprocated, right? So if there's a boundary broken, the stakes are high. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk through whatever I gotta talk to, through, spend whatever time I gotta spend to explain, to to get to the bottom of, of the understanding for why that boundary was broken, to name that a boundary was broken, or to name that there's been some type of infraction, and then to do whatever is required to heal that infraction, right? Like, sometimes that's really deep work. And sometimes that's just a matter of like, oh, I literally just heard the words in a in the in an order that they weren't actually in, mm-hmm. right? Like, we just, we just misheard each other, or yeah. we had an expectation that we didn't communicate, or um, there was a belief that I had about something. And this is the deeper work, right? Where like, there's a belief about something that one of us had that isn't true. Like there's a there's a lie here that we need to name and dispel. If I'm honest, like I'm at a point now, and maybe this is partially having a kid. <laughs> the stakes ain't that high often when it when it's not in my house. Like if I'm being completely honest, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, like all right, next, next. I'm not going to put that much stock into this particular infraction because at the end of the day, it's not actually impacting that much. I think um, sometimes professionally, the stakes can be high because I mean, for me, for what I do, um, either whether it's musically or whether it's like on the consulting level, my reputation is huge, right? Like the way the way that I've gotten clients after clients after clients has been referral. Right. Like I don't I don't necessarily blast my consulting arm, but it's like it's been pretty big for me the last couple of years. And that's just been because of how I work and how I move and how I communicate and how and like the, the output I have. So if there's a if there's a boundary that's broken there, that's a matter of like over communicating. I need to over communicate everything in writing. So that there's like a, a ledger, there's something on the ledger that that can show this is this is what 
This was the boundary that I probably communicated at first. Uh, these are the protection points I put up to explain the boundary. If that boundary is crossed, now I can explain it based on all of these things that I've said before. And, you know, I'm, always, I'm never afraid to go my separate way. Never. It's like, well, this, may, this, this relationship may not work. And there's other, like, there's relationships with my band, relationships with people I've worked with and dealt with over years that have very high stakes. But we, uh, but the reason that they have high stakes is because we've really protected our boundaries with each other, right? I'm, there's My art director, man, this is actually an interesting piece here that's coming up for me. My art director, uh, I've been working with him. His name is Zilla. From the very beginning, he's been the one who's been with me. We've supported each other in our creative pursuits. He's literally like my ace. There was one project we worked on where I crossed the boundary, I crossed the, you know, overstepped a line that I didn't even know existed. And he handled it like a G. He handled it like a person who has high stakes with me would handle it, which is we went through the thing. It happened. And he was, he just, we had a conversation. I mean, we could talk to each other like this because we have a relationship. He's like, don't you ever do nothing shit like that to me again. Mm. And I was like, I was like, what you mean? He was like, he explained the situation. I was like, oh, my bad, bro. Like, my bad. I didn't even I didn't even see it like that. I didn't even, it didn't register. I love the roots of words. And the two that are really important for this conversation for me are decision and apology. And when we look at like the roots of those words, um, like decision, the root in Latin is to cut, to cut away, right? Mm -hmm. So like uh if I am if I am Making a decision, I'm cutting one thing away, and I'm just and I'm going with the thing that I'm keeping. Right? Super important to like say, all right, I'm gonna. That's almost like a boundary, right? It's like, no, this is over here, and this is here, and I'm keeping this. Right? The thing with apology is it's actually an explanation. Like we think of apology as an expression of remorse. We think of apology as um, um, saying I'm sorry. But you know, if you look at like you know Plato's apology, he's explaining. He's, he's, he's giving an explanation for what's going on here, right? It's like, this is what an apology actually is. It's actually, I thought it was this, and, you know, uh, this is how I was thinking about it, and this is what was, uh, this is my approach, this is my mindset about it. And then it may come with an expression of remorse, right? It's like, I'm sorry. Inside of deciding, inside of apology, inside of healing is like, in order to arrive at, the heel is like, and even in, even opening up the conversation, right? Like in your particular instance, like Zilla might've opened up to you in a vulnerable way, or he might've just said like, bro, you, you, you messed up here. I, I don't know. But I know like as a person who has committed infractions and made people, people feel a certain way, like even when you're mad and even when on the surface it may seem like it's somebody else's fault or like they did something to you first, always looking back and just trying to figure out what your role was in the scenario that might have caused the outcome or might have mm -hmm. caused the infraction of the situation, even if it doesn't seem like it was yours to start, yeah. where was it? And you know, I think about, you know, I think about simple things like me and Nola running a little bit late to swim class, right? I'll be like, no, you're taking too long to get ready. Like we're in a rush, we gotta go. But it was really my fault that I didn't wake up early enough mm -hmm. to get us ready. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It is so easy to blame 
the kid, the situation, the class, why is it so early? Instead of just being like, bro, no, you just didn't get up early enough. And so really just looking to take accountability and not blame the circumstance, other people, uh, people that actually don't uh, have any impact on what your decisions are or what you can't control mm -hmm. um, goes a long way in repairing things yeah. that were broken. Because it's also like, well, did I communicate that that was a boundary, right? Like Zilla did not. And maybe he, you didn't know. And that's a matter of the stakes too, though, right? Because if if I care, which I, and I care about my relationships with people, right? Like, I don't want to come off as like, I don't care about that no more. But, um, but like, if, because the thing is like, we can't always explain everything. We don't always, we don't always know when to explain about it. We mostly just put expectations around people that we love and care about mm -hmm. and expect that they won't instead mm -hmm. of so we wait for them to cross it before we explain it once. And oh, then, right. And then prior yeah. to that, we're mostly just like implying. Right. Well, that's, is my line. And I guess that's what I mean when I'm talking about the stakes, right? Because the stakes are higher if, if we've already expressed the boundary. Which is why a lot of times with my wife, who we know each other so well, it feels like the stakes are always so high. Exactly. Right? Because it's like, oh, you should know this. You should know. Oh, I don't want right. you to do that. Right. You should know that. Right? But it's like... But in this moment, I may have forgot. You missed it. Right. Yeah, you missed it. Well, and I think sometimes, too, it's hard to know, at least for me, it's hard to know something's a boundary until after it's been crossed, right? Mm. Like, And then I'm like, oh, that that was actually a boundary. I didn't know that that was a boundary. But now that this right. thing happened, like, yep, that was a boundary. And that's and that's the thing with Zilla, right? Because even when he even when we had the, the conversation, it that was the moment where he was expressing that it was a boundary, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's, so maybe I didn't cross the boundary, right? But maybe we yeah, maybe no. that wasn't maybe that was an opportunity for us to identify what the boundary was, right. right? Because that was when he said, "Don't don't ever do this again." That was like this is the boundary. Knowing the stakes, right? Now you know the stakes. So if you do that yeah. thing again, now the stakes exactly. are now the stakes higher. are higher. Exactly. And I, and like honestly, like there's other situations I've had where because I know the stakes are high, I I have to back away. Mm -hmm. It's like these stakes are too high. I can't cross that boundary again. So you know what? I won't cross it again. And that may that may look like me disengaging. I don't want to have a boundary cross either, right? Because the the, the hard the hardest part of this, maybe to me, is when you when two people have boundaries and I have expressed them, and there's like no, there's like it's like an impasse. It's like, well, by virtue of going forward together, we're gonna cross each other. Are the stakes high enough for me to go through it? Mm. to express this and go through it again so after we've already identified boundaries do i need to go through this again right or do i need to just at this point i'm just gonna i'm gonna disengage i don't disagree with that i think my only challenge is like knowing myself mm -hmm. is that like i don't know how much time i need for it for me to not have it take up rent-free space in my mind and that's, that's the part that bothers me that's that's real because that because that often is a matter of time right but then it's like stakes. It's like, how much time am I willing to let this live in my mind, knowing that at a certain point, it's going to subside? But then there's the risk. is like, if you go handle it, you may create another, you may reset the time. Damn it, JP. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like this whole season, every time we've had guests on, we get about 40 minutes in, and then we have this damn it moment. It's like, oh, come on. This is really tricky stuff. This is the stuff that, that crumbles organizations. This mm. is the stuff that, that, erodes dynamic relationships right these this type of communication this type of 
identification, and I think compassion, right? Because we've been all assuming to some degree in this conversation that people are coming to these conversations in good faith. That's the assumption we're making in our conversation, that if a person is crossing a boundary or identifying a boundary, they're doing so at face value and with like good intention. And that doesn't always happen. I think we could be on this in this episode for another two hours, maybe. Uh, but but we're at the end of at least uh, today's episode, JP. Okay. So before, Got it. before we go, uh, <laughs> love one, we're definitely going to have you back for season six or as many seasons as we have going forward. Uh, but we know you've got some shows coming up. You've got some incredible stuff coming up in the end of 2022 into 2023. So, so plug away, JP. Tell us what you got. I have a show on Monday, December 19th at the legendary SOBs in New York City. I'm very excited. It's going to be my last show of 2022. Um, 2023, I'm looking forward to Peace and Power Planet being released into the world. It is our live music album that's coming out. It's seven songs that have been seasoned over the last seven years. I'm also restarting my Kitchen Sessions tour in 2023. This one is different, though. It's exclusively for my Kickstarter backers. You know what I'm saying? So to the folks out there who are hearing this, who are my Kickstarter backers, shout out to y'all for making this a thing. Uh, Shabu and Lamar, amongst the, amongst the throng of folk. Some listening parties, you know, uh, people have a chance to hear Peace and Power Planet. And where can the people find you? If they're not coming to shows, if they're not in kitchen sessions, where can they find you, JP? They can find me on Instagram at officiallyjp underscore. I'm currently doing a series of Christmas movie polls. I've been very surprised by these results. You know what I'm saying? Right now, uh, I'm trying to find out which is the best movie in a series. Uh, Home Alone 2 or Friday After Next. That's so <laughs> random. I, I did want to ask you about that, but we can get off, we can get off the recording and talk about that. <laughs> Those two movies have never been in a poll together. No, exactly. I love it like that. And then, you know, I'm on officiallyjp.com. All of my things are there. Videos are there. Show dates will be there. My tip jar is there. Everything's there. Well, there it is, folks. JP Reynolds, Season 5, The Meta Podcast. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. The Men Up Podcast is a Grin and Bear production. The soundtrack is courtesy of Mike McGinley Music and visual artwork by Viotti Design Studio. Video clips from each episode are edited by Joe Oliveri. You can listen to us every week on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or by visiting themenup.com. <laughs>